begin with the end in mind. Hey, you've probably seen some success. You've probably even received inquiries about acquisitions for your company. Well, what's next? In this episode, I'm going to talk about beginning with the end in mind and also selling your cleaning business. But first, with every episode, I offer a guide, a tip, a, a full cup of resource, something that really help your business grow. So let me ask you this. Are some of your processes multi-step where you're entering in or completing information over and over and over and over and over again, almost redundantly? Do you wish there's a way to resource that information to automatically communicate and automate your workflow with your computer, guys, go check out Zapier.com. Zapier is a huge time saver with absolutely no coding involved. And that's good as I don't know anything about code, maybe top secret code, but hey, I don't know how to program that. With no coding involved, I could get Zapier to be the go-between for different software and they'll transfer that information from one program to another and beyond. The best way I could describe Zapier is with examples. So have you ever had that sinking feeling that you deleted an email by mistake and it had those attachments that you really needed? Well, worry about that no more because with Zapier, it'll automatically take any attachment that you receive through an email, through Gmail, and it'll take those attachments and now you can save it wherever you want, like Google Drive or Dropbox or even both at the same time. Automatically, you don't have to move anything or touch anything. It just does it for you. Or maybe you have a CRM like HubSpot and an emailer like MailChimp. Now you could automatically get those two programs to talk each other and swap leads if one has one lead, but the other one doesn't. Or use Zapier to automatically pull data through your bank's credit cards to track expenses with Google Sheet. So imagine, well, Heck, we just finished tax time. Imagine going through all your statements and stuff like that. Imagine having it all imported straight into a Google Sheet, and now you just filter it through and eliminate what you don't need in there. It'll save you tons of time. Or here's another example. Each time you go to make a new blog post, that blog post is shared across social media platforms. So you type it once and now appears on Facebook. It appears on, or maybe a link through Instagram or a link through there or straight on your website, whatever. How cool is that? And then you can use Zapier to automatically generate receipts for your clients within QuickBooks Online. You know, maybe they want to receive a copy of their invoice at the moment you charge them. So, you charge them through your uh, what do you, merchant program and they automatically get a receipt or a copy of an invoice through QuickBooks so they could have for their records. Here's another one. If you use PandaDoc for creating proposals, we talked about that before in creating proposals, you could automatically send a PDF version of that proposal straight to Google Drive automatically, just automatically saves right over there. Uh, here's another one. With each Google My Business review, you'll get a text on your phone. So imagine someone comes in and say, hey, your company is the best company I ever did business with for cleaning. It now pops up on your phone. You get alerted to it right away. And that gives you a proactive chance to reach out to that customer and thank him or her. Or conversely, maybe it's a bad review. Maybe one of your competitors out there trash talking you. So now you get an alert right away and you could be super responsive on it versus waiting and seeing it another time. Well, here's, here's a couple more. 
you could, uh, well, we talked about bark and you know how I feel about bark, but you can use bark to automatically input your leads into the CRM that you use. So when you go to purchase that lead, that person's information goes straight into your CRM like HubSpot. And then here's the last one. It'll automatically send police crime notices to your clients based on their geographic area as those reports get published. So imagine uh, being a value add for your clients and you let them know, hey, there's crime in such and such neighborhood or, hey, there's crime nearby you. You could create parameters on your thing. And every time a crime report gets published that's within that geographic region, you could send emails automatically to the client and say, hey, I just got an alert. Here's what it is. And the, the computer will do it for you. You don't even have to say any of that. It'll just send it straight to them if that's what you want. Man, there's so many things you could do with Zapier. With over 4,000 application integrations, there are endless possibilities on ways you can use Zapier to automate your cleaning business. Definitely go check them out at zapier.com. Well, back to beginning with the end in mind. If you ever heard that before, it's actually habit number two from a great book called Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Dr. Stephen Covey. And if you look in there, you got to think, well, if I want to begin with the end in mind, then I need to work backwards and work those steps in. So that way, when I do get to that end point one day, I'm ready to go. I'm good to go. And one of the biggest ones is selling your business. If you wait to sell your business when you want to sell your business, meaning you start it now and you decide 10 years down the road, oh, now I want to sell it. It's already too late for you. You're, you're too late to the game. There's steps you need to take in between to get that business sellable and ready. My biggest mistake when I acquired Universal Janitorial Services was not planning for an exit before I began. I didn't do that. I was thinking, oh, I just bought this company. It's my little baby. You know, yeah, sure, stinky diapers or whatever. And it's kind of running around chasing things and pulling hair off the cat. But you know what? I didn't want to sell it because it was mine. I wasn't even thinking about selling it. And that hurt me and that hurt the business because now I could have sold it for a whole lot more than what I could sell it for you right now at this point. Uh, but if you don't plan, you'll never know if you're interested in selling. There's a few things you could do to increase that value of your business before you're considering to sell. Uh, here's one. Buyers always want to see monthly recurring revenue right? They don't want to buy a business that's stacked with revenue from one client. So if you have a million dollar business, your business isn't worth a million dollars if you only have one client and that client has a hundred percent of that revenue, right? Because no one's going to want to buy that business because once they buy the business, that client quits or whatever. Now they're t totally out of business and they're broke, right? So you need to plan ahead and figure out, well, how many clients would I want to have? Where do I want them to be at? How much revenue, revenue do I want them generating? How would our business look like in five years, 10 years, 20 years down the road when you are ready to sell? Here's another one. Make sure your clients don't control more than 
percent of your revenue, one five percent. So if you have a million dollar business, make sure none of your clients are bringing in more than a hundred hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year. Or if your business is ten thousand dollars a month, make sure none of your clients are bringing in uh, what fifteen hundred dollars a month out of that ten thousand. So always make sure your biggest client isn't greater than fifteen fifteen one five percent. Here's a great example of. Uh, Universal, I, I talked about this already. Uh, by the way, check out uh, websites about to go live 99 days to 33k.com. I'll link in the show notes when it's ready. But within that website, I'm detailing my loss of one of the clients, one of Universal's clients. We just lost about, uh, I like to say, 30% of revenue, give or take, maybe a little less than that. And that one client, is bringing in $33,000 a month. And we just lost it. Now we didn't lose it all at once. They're giving us a large runway. They want to experiment, do in-house. They're hiring everyone. In fact, they're hiring all of our employees. And I, I gave them my blessing on that. And I hope they succeed with that. But you know what? They're going to realize after a while, hey, we got all these other expenses. Now we got to pay for unemployment. These guys, now we have to offer all these benefits like health insurance and all these other deals. And what if an employee gets sick or what if five of the employees get COVID all at once? Now what's going to happen? So they're going to learn real quick the value of a building service contractor like Universal Janitorial Services or like your business. But I'm chronicling in that website our loss and how we're going to regain that. Well, that client was 30%. Imagine taking 30% of your revenue and erasing off the map today. What would that do to your business? How would that impact you? How would it hurt you? It will hurt you, I promise. It'll sting at the very least. But how would that impact you? So when someone's coming in, they're interested in buying your business and they see 30% on there and they realize that same client could flee once they purchased a company, they'll think otherwise. They go, eh, this business isn't worth as much as what I really hoped. There's a couple of times where we turn around and we try to acquire other companies. We never successfully did, but we were looking at acquiring other companies. I remember as one we looked at, 50% of the revenue was tied up with one client and they only had that one client for a year. So imagine at the end of the year of contract, they said, ah, sayonara, see ya, goodbye. Then you're out tons of revenue. So there's dangers in doing that. A business owner wants to slide in and realize, hey, I have monthly recurring revenue and it's solid. And if I lose one, great. If I lose two, great. But if I lose one and it's 50%, I'm devastated, right? They don't want to do that. They also want, the new buyer also wants to know that they can step into the business without working inside the business. So people aren't buying businesses so they could have another job. They're buying businesses so they have passive income. So when you're selling the business and you're doing all the work and you don't have the employees filling in those roles, that does harm to your business. It does harm to you, well, unless you like doing that kind of work. Not for me, but I'll do it if I have to do it. But the new owner, they want to know that they could slide in and continue growing the business, continue pulling in revenue without working a single day in terms of the physical work. They don't mind working on the back end to build it up, to grow the market and so forth, but they don't want to be out there mopping and changing trash, if you know what I mean. So they just want passive income. 
they also want to see long lasting client relationships. They generally don't want to step into a business where they're are brand new clients. New clients equals a higher chance of instability. So they want to know that your client relationships are there for a long time. At Universal, our oldest client relationships, 44 years old. Our average client relationship is over a decade at this point. Now we're losing this big client, so that might change a little bit. But our average relationship is over 10 years. So they want to step into a business and realize, hey, there's a history there. I got decades of revenue I could pull in for next decade or even two or three if I cultivate this right. It'd be a cash cow for someone, right? So they always want to know, is are they working inside the business? Is the owner working inside? What are they doing? Or are they stepping back, relaxing, kind of giant join retirement, and they're just looking to sell it for extra cash? And so they're always comparing and contrasting those things. Uh, Here's another one. They want to see systems and processes put in place. Years ago, I hired a coach to help me with this. Uh, Shout out to Scott Beebe with My Business on Purpose. Scott helped me figure out those tasks that suck the life out of me, can be done better by others, and also which tasks produce the greatest return on investment. And then with each task, systems were created. Now, if I want to get Now, if I got hit by a milk truck or beer truck tomorrow, everything's documented. And my successor, I'll be up in heaven looking down, hopefully. My successor will be stepping in and they'll know exactly what to do and how to do it because everything's documented in Google Docs. There's videos attached to it. Say they they know exactly where to go and what to do. They don't have to reinvent the wheel. And so if they just do everything we put in these uh, processes, then the business will continue on. We do the same thing for all of our employees within the company. So the employees know exactly day one, what to do, how to do it. And there's actually video tutorials on how to do uh, said work. And, And that includes not just administration, but all the way down to the cleaner. Uh, there's a few things you need to do. If you're looking to sell, you got to make sure your numbers for your business are clear right? If you're guessing on these numbers, if, uh, if you're haphazardly using QuickBooks and maybe only including, uh, revenue in there, you're not adding in your bills and you're focused on your bank's bill pay for the bill, the payables part, you you can't do it that way, but you need to have everything clear and then backed up by an accountant, at least certified by an accountant. You need to also have conversations with M&A experts, meaning mergers and acquisition experts. Well, where do you find these folks? We find them online. You can find brokers. Uh, My bank, uh, one of my bank branch managers, I should say, whenever I go to him, he is an expert M&A guy. I could ask him, hey, what other cleaning companies are being sold in the area? And he'll feed me the information, right? He'll tell me what the the revenues going forward, different companies are being sold and the the earning potential and so forth. And you'll give me all these stats and figures and they're awesome. Uh, you could also hire an accountant to help you do all this. There are accountants out there that specialize in mergers and acquisition. And lastly, I always, 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 always recommend hiring a broker to help you broker deals with all this. So for example, um, I mastermind with a buddy. Uh, He owned a pest control company. The pests were uh, mosquitoes, actually, and he's down in the Atlanta area. And he 
goes to sell his business. He tried to do it himself, and he got a really respectable, uh, nice number, I should say, uh, or at least in his own head. I thought it was pretty good when I first heard it. But then you know what? He hired a broker, and it came in double what he was expecting which surprised me. So that's phenomenal, phenomenal success for him. So was hiring a broker worth it? Yeah, they're going to take a percentage, but he made a heck of a lot more money with the broker than he did. He could have without. Well, the last section I want to go to is talking about general ideas on how to value your business. I want to say this perfectly honest up front. I know nothing about this. All I did was Google and I got some general ideas, some general numbers, same information you could easily find. And so don't rely on me as gospel. I'm not M&A guy. Just trust other people, right? But there's different ways you could come up with a number. You could look at comps, right? Figure out what other companies are being sold, other cleaning companies, figure out you know, roughly what their revenue is and earnings and so forth. And then come up with a general idea of what that sell price could be. Uh, an example through that is a website called biz by sell. You could go in there. It's not reliable. I've talked to a lot of people who said the exact same thing, but you could actually go in there and kind of get a general feel of what cleaning companies or other companies are going for or being sold for and so forth. Um, I was on CleanLink, so our industry, one of our industry newsletters or newspapers, right? They suggested taking an average of three different categories. Number one, take an average of 70% of your uh, annual revenue, so 70% of that. Take an average of 80% of your net sales. And then take an average of 450% of your net income plus inventory added on top of that. So like uh, computers or desks, or maybe you have a really expensive floor machine. Vacuums don't count guys. Those are cheap, but you add all that up, average it, and it'll come up with a number that could generally give you a good idea of what your business is going for. I saw on the web, uh, 40 to 50% of annual sales plus inventory. That doesn't seem entirely reliable. Definitely doesn't tell you the full picture. Um, I saw someone post, Hey, take two times your net profit. Well, that that's not very good, especially if you're structured in different ways. Like for example, we're C Corp and my, uh, my pay is, a, I, I have to be an employee. So my pay is not taking out profits like a S Corp or a pass through entity would be. Uh, here's another one. Take one to six times earnings of EBITDA. So this is earnings before interest, tax, depreciation, and amortization. So there's a whole formula for that. And that one to six times earnings is based on enterprise value of that industry. So for example, if, um, I don't know if, if you were in the buggy whip business, your earnings ratio would be terribly low because not too many people are selling buggy whips, right? Or records or what have you, right? There's really no market for it. There's no real demand for it, but cleaning businesses a little bit better, right? Or maybe electronics or data or what have you, those earn heck of a lot more and you could come up with higher values. So I hope this information helps. I know it's a little vague there in the 
last part, but I really enjoyed putting all, all this together. This is episode eight of eight planned episodes. So this is the final one for the season. I might do a second season. I am not sure yet, but we'll see. But thank you for listening to all these eight episodes. I appreciate each and every one of you. You guys rock. And if I come up with some sort of content or idea, maybe I'll toss in a bonus uh, episode beyond this. But if I did do a second season, I do got a couple of ideas. But in the meantime, I'm actually launching a new podcast coming out this summer geared towards our clients. So I'm going to dive in and dive in deep into the value of our clients and what they do and how we could help them through a podcast format. So really excited about some things we got coming on with that. Finally, if you liked this show, I'd appreciate a recommendation, a, a review, a rating, a share. Uh, you could catch the show on all the uh, platforms out there, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, or Ever you listen to this podcast. Again, this podcast was brought to you by Universal Janitorial Services. We're located right here in the heart of the Washington, D.C. area, serving schools, churches, banks, post or country clubs, car dealerships, and so many more office buildings, serving them with janitorial, porter, specialty floor work, disinfecting, and so much more. And we would love to help you out. If any of this fits the bill, we offer unique solutions to your business, including a proprietary quality control program. We're not going to lock you into a contract. So you have a 30 day escape anytime you want. And on top of that, we offer tremendous value because we're there to help your business grow outside of cleaning. We got a referral network that we're always trading and, and looking to pair with other people here in the community. If rising tides lift all ships, right? So if you guys grow, then we grow with you. So I enjoyed this. Thanks again. Over and out.